Welcome to the MFR Coaches Podcast, where we talk about how you can create your own MFR business, how to have one, and what to do to get started. Each week, we will discuss practical ways to create a business that keeps you from under-earning and burning out. I'm your host, Heather Hommel. Over 10 years ago, I decided to change my massage practice to MFR only. I became fully booked and have enjoyed years of success helping people to get out of pain and return to active lifestyles. I'm here to help you do it too, even if you live in a tiny town and even if you've never had a business before. Let's go. Welcome to another episode of the MFR Coaches Podcast. I'm your host, Heather Hommel. And I wanted to welcome to the podcast today, a very fun guest, my friend and colleague as a life coach, Meg Gluckman. Meg, why don't you introduce yourself to the audience? Hey, everyone. I'm Meg. I am a general life and business coach. I love coaching folks on any human topic um, and am really excited to help people create the life that they really want. Awesome. So today we are going to get into the weeds of talking about our coach and mentor, Brooke Castillo's Swiss Army Knife of Coaching Tools Mm -hmm. model. So if you had to describe the model to someone, what would you say? Mm. I would say it's a tool that we use to better understand our thoughts, to better understand how our brain works to understand the results that we're creating in our lives. And I think that what I love most about it is that it really highlights why we're doing the things that we're doing in our lives. It highlights the feelings that are motivating us to take different actions. Yeah. I like to say prior to knowing the model, like life was just happening to me all the time. And I had very little say into like my reactions or my responses to Mm -hmm. anything, or even like my just perception of generally what was going on. Mm -hmm. And now with the model, I happen to my life much more purposefully and just to make things happen with a plan. Sometimes, Mm -hmm. sometimes not like I'm a human, I'm still humaning all the time, but it's just a way to have full power over your emotions and your response to things and how you want to move throughout your life. So it's a Swiss army knife. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And to echo that before I learned the model, I didn't think I really had any control over my thoughts. Yeah. I, I thought my thoughts just were inevitable. Yeah. Right. And that the external world, the situations that I was in, the other people that I were around dictated what I thought and like how I felt. Yeah. And once we began to learn the model and like really start implementing in my life, like I just, I feel so much more powerful. And I see that with my clients, like as they learn it, right. The first couple times that we do it, it totally blows their mind right? It's hard to even like have it all click together. But then as they start actually using it in their life, they feel so much more empowered. Yeah. It's like, you don't even realize kind of how big of an asshole your brain can be to you like all day long. And it's, it goes beyond like negative self-talk. It's just like, 
that voice in your head that's always like, oh, don't do that. Stay safe. You know, let's just snuggle in on the couch and eat cookies and right. not really go on with our lives. Yes. As a coping mechanism. So yeah. Yeah. It's how, how can that voice still be there? And you are just like, that's cute. <laughs> but right? I'm going to do something different. Yeah. It's like we have a different pair of glasses on now, right? Mm-hmm. Like we have a different lens to look at our lives now that we have the model to to look through yes. to see what's going on. Yes. Yeah. You still have days where you feel crappy, no? Completely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, another lesson that our coach taught us, right, is that life is 50-50. That mm-hmm. like we're still going to experience positive and negative emotions. And that the fact that we have negative emotions doesn't mean that anything's gone wrong. Yeah. It's just part of the human experience, right? Yeah. It's like the contrast of day and night or hot and cold. We're just meant to have positive and negative emotions. So using the model as a resource doesn't eliminate all the negative emotions, right? But yeah. I feel like it allows us to be conscious of them and to feel more in control of them. Yeah. Really. And to really just peel back the band-aid or the curtain or whatever and see, you know, what's underneath that emotion that we deem as negative or whatever usually because we don't want to feel like how it feels in our body Mm -hmm. and emotions are just vibrations that we feel in our bodies. And for all of us, like MFR therapists that are listening to this, that's what we deal with all the time is people who are experiencing pain, trauma, whatever it is that is contributing to their chronic condition or chronic and unexplained pain condition. When that's occurring and when our patients are willing to feel their bodies, because most of us just as humans are totally checked out of our bodies. So not only are we unwilling to feel emotions, we're unwilling to actually feel pain. And then what's beneath the pain, which is usually the emotion that we're hiding from and actual physical pain, right? So emotions are just vibrations in the body. They're processed pretty fast once they are acknowledged. So if you have a thought that creates a feeling of despair or whatever, just because you allow yourself to feel despair doesn't mean you're going to be despairing for your entire life. Like it might only last for 90 seconds. Yes. Maybe less. And then you look into like, well, how, how familiar is this feeling to me? And like, what am I thinking all the time that's creating more and more of this? Or what am I, what evidence am I looking for that reinforces that this is always Mm -hmm. here for me? So Do you want to kind of go over, there's five parts to the model. Mm -hmm. You take it from here. Let's (laughs) let's go through them. So the first, and we, and we call them lines of the model that just helps us think like if you were actually writing it down on a piece of paper, you could do this, you know, five different lines on a piece of paper. So the first line is circumstance and our circumstance is the facts of the situation. Right. So it might be um, something like words that someone said to you or the time that a package arrived or the days that you're going to visit your in-laws. They're neutral facts within this circumstance. It's something that sometimes we say, like, if you were to bring it to a court of law, like everyone would agree. Yeah. To the same thing. Like, yes, you were in 
you know, Minneapolis from July 4th to July 10th at your in-laws, you know, for that right. amount of time. Okay. Okay. So that's the first line. Is we also call that like the C line, right? The, the C, C line. Yep. Yeah. Or to abbreviate. Yep. Yeah. Okay. okay. So then the second line is our T line, which stands for thought. And it is the thought that we're having about the circumstance. And sometimes we say, what are we making the circumstance mean? So, for instance, if I stick with the visiting the in-laws as our circumstance, my thought might be, this is going to be annoying, or (laughs) I'm dreading going with my in-laws, or it might be, I can't wait to see my in-laws. Mm-hmm right? You might have different thoughts about the circumstance at different times. Different people will have different thoughts about the same circumstance. But when we're running a model like this, we just choose one thought at a time to look at. And it's not because we think, oh, that's the main thought, or that's the only thought that we're having. We're just getting curious about this one particular model. Yeah. Like what does this thought about this circumstance create? What is the full picture? And our brains have like upwards of 60,000 thoughts a day. So yeah, this is just one thought. A thought is a sentence in our brain. Yes. That's all it is. Right. Yeah. Right. Sometimes I say like our brains are just like thought generating factories, right? Like they're Mm -hmm. just churning out thoughts. Yeah. The majority of them are unintentional thoughts, right? That we're not intentionally trying to cultivate and think about. And some are intentional and we could talk about that later. So what is our thought creating? So the next line in the model is our F line and that stands for feeling. And so we ask when you're thinking this thought, how does it make you feel? If my thought about going to the in-laws for six days is there's going to be lots of fighting then my feeling is probably something like stressed or it might be anxious. I might be scared. I might be dreading. It could be any of those. But just like how we put one thought in the T line, we put one feeling in the F line. So you want to consider like, what is that dominant feeling Mm -hmm. that comes up? Or do multiple models Right. 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 Different feelings to see if it creates different actions. Okay. So let's stick with stress for this one. Yeah. Stress seems appropriate. (laughs) Okay. So let's go over it. So in our circumstance line, we're going to our in-laws for six days. My thought is there's going to be lots of fighting. The feeling is stressed. The next line on the model is our A line, which stands for action. So we ask ourselves, What do we do when we're feeling stressed and we're thinking there's going to be a lot of fighting? Yeah. So some things might be that we start dredging up evidence of past visits gone wrong, Mm -hmm. right? We might start being rude to our family you know, to our kids, to our partner as we're packing, right? Mm -hmm. Might be that we're short with our partner. Like when we're talking about logistics of the trip, what else comes to mind for you, Heather? (laughs) We might look for allies that will like kind of like jump in the pool with us and agree like about how terrible of a time we're going to have. Yep. Yep. On the flip side, what we're not doing, right? 
is mm-hmm. we're not staying open to it being a good trip. We're not brainstorming the ways that this could be fun and enjoyable for us. Mm-hmm. We're not focused on why we think it's important to go. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So then with all that, like looking for the evidence of how everybody acts out (laughs) or looking for the evidence of like how bad it's going to be acting out towards our own family members, being short with our kids or our spouse, our partner, looking for allies to support us and agree that we're correct in this situation and then not staying open to the possibility that it could be fun or we could enjoy ourselves. Maybe like there's also the possibility that nobody even fights. That's also an option, right? Right. Right. We're not even like focused on like, why are we going there? Like, what is the purpose of the trip? Right. So what does that end up creating? Yeah. So then the final line of the model is our result line or our line, Mm -hmm. sometimes call it. And we ask ourselves, like, when we take all of these actions, what does it create in our life? Right. And there can be multiple results that kind of come out of any model. But one might be here that like, I'm already experiencing fighting, like I'm already like, living as if the fighting is happening. Yeah, like you're looking for a fight. I'm looking for a fight. Right? Even though it's not. Yeah, right. Even though that's not what's actually happening right now. I'm living as if it is. Yeah, you're like packing your suitcase right now. Yeah you're already like in a fight. Yeah. You're in a fight. Very interesting. Okay. So that would be like what we call an unintentional model. Like no one would on purpose try to ruin their trip ahead of time. Right? Right. Exactly. Exactly. And I think before, and I'll just use myself as an example, like before learning the model, I would have felt like this was inevitable that I would feel this way before a trip. Yeah, me too right? Mm -hmm. Like it was out of my control. Like Mm -hmm. clearly there's been evidence in the past that there's been fights at my in-laws. And so it just makes so much sense that I would automatically feel this way. Yeah. And that you shouldn't be looking forward to it at all because it's Yeah, that you shouldn't be looking forward to it. (laughs) Right. And so what we help folks learn through coaching and even as a coach, I have coaches that help me sometimes because it's hard to see this yeah. all the time with I our get own brain every week. Yeah. Right. Like <laughs> yes. sometimes when we're in the stew of our brain, like it's hard to see what we're doing. Right. Yeah. Because our brain in this example is saying that because we're going to the in-laws for six days, that's what's making us feel stressed, which then has us taking all these kind of antagonistic Mm-hmm. non-happy actions, mm-hmm. right? Which are, is creating the result of us feeling like we're already fighting. Right? Yeah. That's what our brain just wants to tell us. But the reality is, is that there's actually a line between the circumstance of us going for six days and our feeling of stress. And it's our thought, that thought line. And that's where our power is, right? Because It's actually the thought, not the circumstance, that is creating the feeling of being stressed. Yeah. And the beautiful thing is, like, that's what we actually have control over. Yeah. Like, that's what we get to play with once we can see it. We have to be able to see it first. It just seems so crazy. Like, you could just 
tweak that thought or you could still have this thought, like there's nothing wrong mm-hmm. with having the thought of like, there's going to be so much fighting or whatever. Right. It's not to be fixed. It's just mm-hmm. like to have awareness so that you have a choice to do something mm-hmm. else. And this is how I tie this back to like MFR therapists, because John always says, without awareness, there is no choice. Like if mm. our patients are not aware of how much power they have, or even where they're holding in their body or what gravity is doing to them and how they continue to fight against it, there's no choice for them to ever get better. Yeah. You know, and feeling is healing. And if you're not willing to feel feelings, you mm-hmm. can't get to that healing stage that you so badly want to get to. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. this is yeah. important for patients to learn too. Totally. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'll just emphasize your point there that you don't necessarily have to change this thought. You can even completely believe that the thought is true. Yeah. Right. So I might just be a hundred percent convinced that there's probably going to be fighting. Right. It's so totally then you don't have fine. to be surprised. You don't have to when be there is, why? Right. right? Like right. you don't right. react to it out right. of surprise. Right. And with awareness and being able to see that thought now, you can still believe it's true and you can choose how often you want to think it. Right. So it might be like, yeah, I acknowledge that there's a good possibility that this is true. Mm-hmm. And now that I see what it's creating in my life, like I see that it's causing me all this stress and angst and internal kind of fighting and fighting with my family before we even leave, even though I know it's true, like I'm going to focus on these other thoughts. Yeah. Right. Like sometimes I talk to my brain a lot, right? Like I'm like, (laughs) okay, brain, I acknowledge that that might be true. And it's not actually serving me to feel the way I want to be feeling during this time. So I'm going to focus on this other thought, right? That like, I'm looking forward to this time with my kids right? Or it's important for my kids to have this relationship with their grandparents. Yeah. Right. Or even like, if people are fighting, we don't have to make it mean anything about us. Yeah. We don't have to behave in any certain way just because other people are doing this. Mm -hmm. It has nothing to do with us. Yeah. And when you really think that it doesn't have anything to do with you, like it can't hurt you in any sort of way. Right. 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 Yeah. Yeah. It's powerful. And, you know, I work with a lot of different business owners. And sometimes when we get these negative emotions in our life, we just want to kind of like hide away from them or like avoid them. Mm -hmm. Right. But instead of trying to constantly avoid the negative emotions to actually look at like, what can we learn from it? Like where, Mm -hmm. where can we move into it? a little Mm -hmm. bit, right? Like using it as a flag or like, what is my body or what is my brain trying to tell me about this? Right. Just like you're saying, like maybe one of the indicators of like feeling this stress around this thought that there's going to be fighting, like, oh, like if I lean into that and kind of like, am willing to look at it, maybe I can learn how not to be affected if other people are fighting around me. Yeah. Like, wouldn't that be a superpower? Right. And even right. if you aren't perfect at it the first time, like it would just be like trial and error to figure yeah. out if that's even an option. Yeah. 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 That's good. Very powerful. And also like what would happen if you could 
enjoy yourself no matter what other people are doing. Like your happiness Mm. is not dependent on other people behaving in a certain way or you behaving in a certain way to feel good. Yeah. So in the model, like if we, if we go back to where the model is, right? Why is that true? Why is it true that other people can't affect how we feel? Okay. It's true because whatever they do or say, the furthest down it can get in our model is the sea line. Yeah. Right. It becomes a circumstance. Whatever they say or do is the circumstance. Right. And that's neutral until we have a thought about it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's our thought that generates our feeling. Right. So they can't make us feel stressed. They can't make us feel unappreciated. They can't even make us feel happy or loved. Like right. all of those come from our thoughts. Yes. Which, by the way, all of this is counterintuitive to how we are raised starting from little mm-hmm. kids, right? Like mm-hmm. if you, you're responsible for other people's feelings from the minute yes. you are socialized. Yeah. So, completely. so this is going to seem very uncomfortable and also like, what do you mean? Like my sister just said something to me and yes. Really, my feelings are really hurt. Right. <laughs> and she owes me an apology so that yes. I can feel better. Yeah. Have you ever noticed though, like when your feelings are hurt and someone apologizes, like your feelings don't actually go away. Oh, so right? true. But you're supposed yeah. to be over it then because yeah. they apologize. Yes. Completely, yeah. right? Yeah. And, and it just so when it work. Right. <laughs> and if we put it into the model, right, why it doesn't work is because our thought hasn't changed. Exactly. The C changed, but we still have a thought. And that thought is what's generating our feeling. Yeah. yeah. You're totally right that this is like the opposite of how we are raised. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This you is know? like so very on purpose, forward thinking mm-hmm. to get the most awareness and yeah. like conceptual control over your results like your thoughts ultimately create any result you have going in your life so that would be like the result of a fully booked schedule like that's coming ultimately from your thoughts Mm -hmm. about your clients about your business about yourself as a therapist like all those thoughts are adding up creating a fully booked practice just the same is true and the same responsibility lies in your thoughts when your result is no clients or three clients when you want to have 20 And I think that seems like the best news and also the worst news if you don't understand how how to understand your thoughts and how they do create your results. So that's why learning this model and practicing it and applying it is very important because it's a game changer for my clients that I one-on-one coach that are learning this model and they're practicing this daily. Mm -hmm. Like this becomes belief work to them, right? Because practice thoughts are beliefs. So when they are purposefully doing these thought models, they're seeing where their errors are, their thought errors about their clients, about themselves, yes. about their skill level, mm-hmm. about their ability to charge a certain price. And then they're able to quickly feel feelings and move through that onto the next place. It like just keeps them moving forward instead of staying stuck and moving backwards, mm-hmm. which is just so in line with like how MFR works too. You know, it's like all about awareness and healing on purpose. Like we're no longer just treating symptoms like traditional medicine. We are treating your symptoms that we're like looking elsewhere for the cause. 
So if you have the symptom of not feeling good in your brain, you got to look towards not just the symptoms of that feeling, but like, what's the cause? It's your thoughts. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Craziness. So it is. Do you want to talk about how we can turn this into an intentional model or like when that would apply? Yeah. Let's talk about the process that we normally go through. Like, so first, what we would probably do is go through a unintentional model like we just went through, right? Because until we can see the thoughts that are generating the results we're currently getting, until we can really identify those, it doesn't help so much to just try to jump ourselves to this like positive, feel good, feel good, happy area, right? Like we have to understand why we're getting the results that we're getting right now. So like in our example, once we clearly see that our thought of people are going to be fighting Mm -hmm. at the Mm in-laws, once we clearly see, oh, that's the thought that I'm thinking. This is how it's making me feel. This is what I'm doing. Okay. I see it now. All right. Thank you, brain. Okay. Now I want to focus on like, what do I really want to be thinking in prep for this trip? Yeah. On purpose. On purpose. Right. So there's a couple different ways that we can do it. The first thing is that the circumstance would stay the same. So it's still a six day trip to our in-laws. Like that hasn't changed at all. Right. One way of doing it is to say, what is the result that we want to create? Okay. So we would jump all the way down to the fifth line of our model and say, what is the result that we want to create? And maybe that is, I want to feel like it was a great trip. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. that might be the simplest, like positive result. Yeah. And then we move up the model and we start thinking about like, what are the actions that I need to take? that'll leave me with the result of feeling like that was a great trip, Mm -hmm. you know? And it might be focusing on the positive interactions with my family, Mm -hmm. reminding myself of why we're going. Yeah. Right. Loving people on purpose for who they are. Loving people on purpose, right? Mm -hmm. Unconditionally, just Mm -hmm. loving them for who they are. Maybe there's some self-care things that I want to make sure I do during the trip. Maybe you you decide to stay in a hotel stay in a hotel or I take a break for two hours every day away from everybody. Maybe those are things that help, right? Yep. Okay. So then we move one more line up the model. We say, what feeling will help us take all of those actions, right? Maybe it's calm. Maybe it's loving. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's grounded. Yeah. 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 Right. So let's say it's peaceful. Then we go one more line up and we say, what thought about being at the in-laws for six days makes me feel peaceful, right? Yeah. Maybe it's something like I'm creating memories for my children. Yeah. This is important to me that my children have a relationship with their grandparents. Yeah. I think either one of those can create peace, like a peaceful or just like a loving feeling. Loving feeling. Yeah. Yeah. And then that can be the thought that we keep practicing. And I have this little analogy that I like that when we have a unintentional thought that we've been thinking for a long time that we want to start replacing with an intentional thought that actually Mm -hmm. generates the feelings and the results that we like. I have such a good example for this. You do? (laughs) Yeah. 
Like okay. one of the first times I ever got coached, like I kept yeah. talking about this certain, these certain people. And I was like, God, they're such assholes. And I can't stand to be around them. Like yeah. I, ca- and I kept saying that to my coach and she's like, wow. Um, but none of their behavior is a surprise. Right. And I was like, no. And she's like, so isn't it kind of cute and adorable when they do that? <laughs> and so I replaced like everywhere I would have thought that they were annoying assholes with they're so cute and adorable. And like, oh, oh like just saying that, yeah. like, even though I like believed level zero to begin yeah. with, right? Like, but it would change like the the feeling that went through my body. Cause when you say the words cute and adorable, like you can't even if you're saying it kind of cheeky, like you feel different in your body. Yes. You can't feel annoyed. Yeah. So like I went from like hot fire pissed to just like calm, (laughs) a little more calm over time. Right. And now I don't even have to say that when thinking about these certain people and like my relationship to them has completely changed and they had to do nothing. And I just had to think they were cute and adorable for a while. That's so funny. And like, then I was never surprised by anything they did. They just got to be themselves. Yeah. I love that. Me too. <laughs> so much, right? I know. It's like it's life changing. Yeah. It like took 20 years for me to figure out. Yeah. And what's beautiful though too is that your brain didn't necessarily have to stop thinking the original thought. Right. Like when our brains have thought a thought for so long, it's just like it's a well-worn path, right? Like sure. our brain just automatically spits out some of those thoughts you've created this magnetism with the new thought, right? So it's like, as soon as that old one comes out, you recognize it and it magnetically attracts the new thought to it. Yeah, And that's like, oh, yep. And they're cute and adorable. Yeah. And I would like literally say it out loud and it would like make me kind of laugh a little bit. Yeah. And it would totally transcend the bad feelings like into good ones. And it really did not take very long. Like some people think that this Mm. is going to take me forever because this is so practical. I'm serious, like 20 years, you guys. And in one sentence, yes, like literally the next day I was visiting, hadn't been in contact in years. Like, and it was like not a big deal. It was so amazing. And not everybody's going to have that transformation. You know, like there's Mm -hmm. other like motivating factors, like how motivated you are to want to make something work Mm -hmm. too. Mm -hmm. But yeah, like they literally had to do nothing. And I'm so proud of the fact, like they didn't have to change at all. Right. I just changed my thought. And yeah, it was amazing. I get that. I mean, (laughs) I can tell. I mean, and there's so many examples of that just in business too, right? Where like, we don't have to change how our potential clients respond. Yeah, we can just change our thoughts. And feel totally different. So this is so good for like my clients, my MFR therapists who are doing a big thing, right? They're creating hundred thousand dollar businesses. Yeah. That's epic. Like that's some big, big time money making stuff. Yeah. And you know, most of them have never done it before. So it seems very impossible. Clients seem unattainable in the beginning. Mm -hmm. Like how am I going to get clients? Just changing that thought from get clients to how do I create clients or how can I find clients or even better, how can I help people? Yeah. Yeah. Changes the energy of the whole thing, the graspiness of the whole thing. And then it just becomes inevitable that clients are everywhere. Clients Mm -hmm. are coming. Mm -hmm. There's clients everywhere. Mm -hmm. Clients want what I have. All those thoughts, please borrow these therapists if you're not having them and you're in graspy land, which nothing's gone wrong if you are. That's normal. Yep. Don't stay there though. 
Mm-hmm. Right. So when you can on purpose decide like clients are coming from everywhere and you feel confident and take action from confidence instead of graspiness and your yes. result is going to show up completely different from confidence than it does from graspiness. Even if your actions seem to be kind of the same, they aren't. Yeah. Graspy actions are different than confident actions all the time. Yes. And I think that this is why the model is so powerful, right? Because we don't think that a simple thought like that, like, I can't find clients, or I don't know how to get clients. Mm -hmm. We don't think that that thought is really influencing. Well, we think it's also the truth. We think it's the truth. And we think that like, it's not really impacting our business. Yeah. But when we put it in the model and we actually look at like, how do you feel when you're thinking that? And then what do you do when you're feeling craptastic, which is generally (laughs) the feeling I think that comes with those thoughts, right? Is like, you're not showing up for your business in a way that is going to generate clients. You're showing up like a whiny baby. Yeah. Who's who's entitled to clients. Right. Right. Yeah. Which we've all gone through that. Yeah. Phase, I mean, right? I, every other day, but yes. being able to admit that and like find it out quicker gets yes. you out of that quicker. Right. And yes, if you're not generating clients, you don't want to stay in that craptastic spot. Right. Not generating clients because you think you're entitled to it. Yes. Yeah. And that just feels yucky. Yeah. And similarly, like income levels, right? Like I know you talk to, MFR therapists a lot about their prices, right? And like, why am I not earning as much as I want to be earning? Well, if you're not charging what you want to be charging, why are you not charging what you want to be charged? Like, what thoughts do you have about what you're charging? Yeah. Right? There's some (laughs) some feeling that's keeping you stuck from charging what you want to be charging. Yes. And I think too, people, therapists especially think, well, you know, we're all helpers. We all just want to like yes. help as many people as possible. So then we think yes. it should be free or yes. it should be a free will donation. And yeah. ho- hopefully we'll make enough Yeah, because for some people, they're not willing to feel how it feels to have an exchange of money or to ask for what they need yeah. and also for what they want. Yes. And that is like literally a different number for every single person. Yeah. And when you stop at a number that just feels safe, like you're still going to have, there's like a resentment level there. Uh You might feel good. Like the first or second time you see someone and they give you a 50 when your price is free will, right? Like it seems like they gave you a lot of money then, but how are you going to feel if time after time after time it's $0 or, I mean, what could you making if you charged on purpose? Yeah. Get to a point where you can afford to give it away for free with zero resentment and then give it away for free, but you don't start out that way. Yes. But I think it's hard to understand it. That you're just trying to not feel a feeling. Yeah. Yes. I agree. I agree. I mean, I I coach on this all day long. It's like, right. Yeah. Yeah. It's like raising your price is $5 or doubling your price. It's the exact same feeling Mm -hmm. you're going to have, whether it's $5 or it's Mm -hmm. a double in price. Right. Yeah. And the feelings, right? And you tell me what your folks are coming with, but like feeling like selfish, feeling judged, feeling like imposter, Mm -hmm. right? Like feeling some sort of shame, 
Yeah, right. You're not good enough to do that. Not good enough. Or they make it about their person, their value as a human, like totally forgetting that like you're a hundred percent valuable just based on the fact that you're born into the world. Like your value is a hundred percent. Nobody is paying you for your value. They're paying you. They're not even paying you for time. They're paying you for the result that they're going to get from working with you. Yes. So I think that's one of our superpowers as coaches is to be willing to go and look at those negative emotions. Yeah. With our clients, right? And work out why are we stuck there? Yeah, totally. And where do where do we want to get to? Yeah. Because when we're stuck in those kind of negative yucky feelings, it do, it keeps us like just prisoner, like we're just being held there and circling yeah. around like you're just circling around the toilet and like you never go down. You're just that's right. you're just circling. Right. What if you could just like climb on out? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. You, know, you know, you can stay in there as long as you need to. Yeah. Again, like I say this all the time, like nothing's gone wrong. Like even when you uncover that you have kind of a limiting thought that's, mm-hmm. you know, now become a belief system. So it's a limiting belief. It literally doesn't matter unless you do nothing. Yes. You do right. nothing. You just stay the same. So, okay. Who cares? Right. Right. But if you're willing to feel the feeling, feel uncomfortable, feel angry, feel shame, you're going to feel all those feelings anyway yeah. while you're resisting it. You're just going to feel yeah. it even harder and like worse. Yeah. Actually, the image that just came to my mind is thinking about like being on a long road trip uh-huh. and driving and then getting into like one of those roundabouts. Oh gosh, a roundabout, rotaries, yeah. Right? And like it's totally fine. It was part of the journey to like be yeah. in there, right? Yeah. But it's like your choice about how many times you want to like go around. Yeah. Like, do you want to just like keep going around or is it like we're going to feel it? We're going to understand the negative emotion and then we're going to like continue on the journey. Like our journey was always meant to go through that roundabout. Yeah. But like we can actually get out of it and keep moving forward. Yeah, that's great. You can just t- make a turn at any time. Yeah. <laughs> signal off. Yeah. You can signal well, off. like John always says, like no matter how far down the wrong road you've gone, just turn around. It's okay. It literally doesn't have to mean yeah. anything about you or your journey. It's right. all part of the journey. It's all part of the journey. Yeah. And I see this a lot with folks who are stuck in indecision, right? Yes. Like they're so like, afraid there's a right of or wrong a right decision. or wrong decision. Yeah. Right. And the reason they're afraid of it, in part, I think, is because they feel like if they make the wrong decision, they're going to get judged or they're going to beat themselves up. Right. So mostly right? us beating ourselves up. It's I think, mostly us. Right. Yeah. I yeah. see that too with like folks that like need to have their spouse's permission to like mm-hmm. get coaching or something. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, if they get permission and they're on board too, then if I somehow don't show up or don't get the result I want, then it's like also like their fault or, yeah. you know, they're like right. half responsible. Right. Not just right. me because I'm deciding to do this like yes. in my sovereignty and yeah. my power to do this. So yeah. 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 As opposed to thinking, I'm just going to make a choice. Right. I mean, that's what a decision is. It's just making a choice and I'm going to have my back and I'm just going to see it as part of my journey. Yeah. And no matter what happens, I'm going to learn something. Yeah. And keep moving forward. Right. Like just because you do something and then you change your mind doesn't mean Mm -hmm. it's not always, it's not a fail. Right. And in business, like if you're not failing, I don't know what you're doing. 
Like, are you just taking a nap, which naps are good too, but like, you can't just do it all the time. Right. Well, you're either sitting in indecision where you're safe, but you're not, it's it's like faking any movement. Yeah. 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 Right. Or you're taking chances and you're moving forward and you're failing and you're learning and you're failing and you're learning. And Mm -hmm. that's how we grow businesses. Yeah, exactly. So good. So good. Yeah. I'd rather like fail forward and at least be going forward than, oh, I just can't stand to feel shame. So I'll mm-hmm. stay in a shame spiral yeah. right. <laughs> where I'm exactly. still feeling ashamed because I'm, yeah. you know, more of the same. Yeah. 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 Completely. So what advice would you give people that are playing with the idea of hiring a coach or don't really understand like what you can get out of coaching? Like, what is the benefit to them to mm. learn this and mm-hmm. apply it to their business or their life? Yeah. To me, one of the biggest benefits is that a coach can help you see obstacles that are in your path right now that you're not seeing for some reason. And those obstacles, like, actually, we magically, like, alchemize them and turn them into kind of, like, stepping stones. So mm-hmm. once we see the obstacle, we can address it. And we can move forward. We make so much more progress, whether it's building our business or whether it's losing weight or fixing relationships with our spouses or whatever it is. Having a coach's perspective to help you see those obstacles and transform them, work through them is so powerful. It just, it just amplifies so much what you can get done and what you can create in your life. And people are totally like self-sufficient, can do this on their own, like totally totally can figure out how to find a more happier life, a more productive life, a bigger business. Like I feel like everybody is so capable of doing these things on their own. But when you on purpose hire someone who can help you directly shine a light on things that could be tweaked or improved Mm -hmm. or... Mm -hmm shaken out a little bit, like clear the dust off and like really get to the heart of the matter. You are a thousand times in your trajectory in your life, in your business. And you're, you're just getting there faster on purpose and with less drama, less time, less money. I mean, it's you're, you're investing in your best instrument, which is yourself and your brain Yeah, to make the best life possible. Yeah. And that has a ripple effect like out into like every relationship you have, every interaction you have, how you treat your patients, how you handle your money. Yes. Everything. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I would just like throw on with a little asterisk that I think any sort of coaching is beneficial to folks. Like I'm sure you can find a million different kinds of coaches. Mm Mm-hmm. There is something so powerful about learning the model. Yes. It is it is a super tool. And I know that my clients have told me, I'm sure yours have as well, that like it ripples out into how we parent. It ripples out into every single relationship we have. Yeah. Like the knowledge of how our brains work and like really owning it's like radical responsibility really owning our feelings yeah and our thoughts like changes who we are it yeah. just changes us which and can become like a generational 
situation. It's a generational change. It's a shift. So it seems like a simple tool. It is so powerful. Yeah. And it's not a luxury item. It's like literally is a Swiss army knife where any old chap off the street could learn this and apply it and go forward and keep applying it and going forward. Yeah. People that know this model that are trained on it have graduated from the life coach school, which is run and owned by Brooke Castillo. And we're both graduates, certified coaches from there. And I think if nothing else, all you did all day was coached on the model. Yes. You can't go wrong. No. If that's all you ever got coached on was your thoughts. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You still can't go wrong. No. Even though like we do a lot more coaching in my sure, program, right. but like that right. is the basis of it is thought work. It's not yeah. how do you set up a funnel? Where do you market at? What kind of language do you have to convince yeah. people into coming to yeah. see you? And, yeah. you know, it's big model energy. That's what we use. Yeah. And that's all you and need. And the truth is you don't need those other things yeah. when you have the model. Right. Yeah. So fun. Mm-hmm. I love it. All right, Meg, we're going to attach in the show notes how to get a hold of you. But like if someone wanted to follow you on social media, what's your handle and what's your website? Yeah, it's just my name, Meg Gluckman. I'm on Instagram. And then on Facebook, I'm Meg Gluckman Coaching. Okay. And then my website is just my name too, meggluckman.com. Yeah. And if folks wanted to work with you, they can just, what do you have yeah. like a free consult or how I would do. they work we, with you? Yeah, I offer a free one hour coaching consult so mm-hmm. that I can hear what they're interested in, what the goals are, what your dreams are, and introduce you to how I coach and see if it's a good fit to working together. Yeah. Awesome. All right. So her links will be in the show notes for anyone that's interested. Meg, thanks so much for teaching us about the model and how it can change your thoughts to change your life. We appreciate you. It was always fun to chat with you. Thank you. All right. This has been another episode of the MFR Coaches Podcast. We'll see you next week. Bye. Thanks for joining me this week on the MFR Coaches Podcast. Check out my book, The MFR Coaches Guide to Having Your Own Myofascial Release Business. Autographed copies are available at my website, www.themfrcoach.com. Kindle version and print also available on Amazon. Follow me on Facebook and Instagram at The MFR Coach for more info on today's topic. As always, subscribe to the show to catch every new episode and leave us a review so we can continue to bring you fresh content. See you next week.